podcast. I am your host, Ruth Rubio. The purpose of the Spanglish Latina podcast is to give and create a safe space where we can talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. Real conversations where we can learn, grow, and share personal experiences, knowledge, and advice. Take what speaks to you and what doesn't resonate, you can choose to take it with a grain of salt. Think of this as a conversation with your amigas or your homegirls. And just a reminder, everything I do or say comes from a good place and I always mean well. Now let's get started. Hi, welcome to another episode of Luna Mia podcast. I am your host, Ruth Vanessa Rubio, coming in on Halloween day. I'm recording this on Halloween, so I'm super excited to be recording another episode, and I hope everyone had a safe Halloween. Make sure you checked your little one's candies if you have kids or if you like candy with all this fennel situation. I hope that everyone was good, and you'll have to excuse my voice. I was suffering from a really bad sinus infection uh, because since I turned 25, I feel like my body was like, girl, you thought you were young. (laughs) Um, I feel like since I turned 25, every year, like clockwork, I get a sinus infection, and as soon as the season change, my sinuses are like, uh-uh, we ain't doing this, so please excuse me. I will push through reasons why I didn't record an episode last week. It would not have been a good thing, <laughs> but just bear with me, and I hope you can still hear me good and that this episode comes out great. First and foremost, thank you again for tuning in again. I'm so excited. I'm going to be talking about my trip to Mexico today. I went to my mom's pueblo for the first time ever, and I'm just so excited to be able to talk about it and to share my experiences with you on this amazing trip that I didn't know I needed. And my mom was living her best life on this trip and just making memories with her and just in general, being able to experience this with her was a gift in its own. So I'm so excited to talk about it. I also just came back from my girl's trip to Palm Springs. We, my friends and I, we try to do at least one trip a year, um, if not more. <laughs> we love to get together any chance we get. But we did our trip to Palm Springs weekend getaway, and it was so relaxing, so much fun. And I can't wait to talk a little bit about that as well. So let's get started. So first and foremost, I have always wanted to fly first class. I have never flown before. And when my mom mentioned she wanted to go to Mexico, I was like, well, you know what? This is my chance not only to experience first class, but to be able to gift my mom that ticket and for her to experience first class in general. And together, it was such a special trip. Like I said, I had never been to her pueblo. I've been to Mexico before, but never to her pueblo. So I decided to go first class. And my mom, my mom suffers. I don't mean to laugh. It's not laughable, but my mom suffers from anxiety and depression. So her even mentioning this trip was a big deal because 
my whole life, I feel, I've been wanting to go to her pueblo. So where she's from is she's like two hours away from Guadalajara. We had to fly into Guadalajara. And from there, we drove about two hours or so to her pueblo, which is Pueblo Magico. And her pueblo is in Huachinango, in Huachinango, Jalisco, Mexico. And I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to see how she grew up, where she grew up, and just experience that with her and to be able to retrace her steps as a child to her as an adult now and for her to be able to take her little ones with her hopefully my sister and brothers will one day want to do the trip with me too because it was my first time going and definitely not my last and to be quite honest with you I've been wanting to get my dual citizenship if for those of you that don't know if your parents are from Mexico and you were born here you could still get your dual citizenship as long as your parents were born there and as long as you could prove that so I just I feel personally like cuando voy a México me siento en casa I just always feel at home there I love the people I love my culture my mom and dad are from Mexico so honestly like I feel at home over there and not to say that I'm not proud to be American because I know the pros and cons come with every country but I don't know what it is like in Mexico I feel at peace I just feel so grounded obviously I go on vacation so who knows if it would be different if I actually lived there but it just feels so uh, just calm and relaxed and I just want to experience that as much as I can so any chance I get to go to Mexico I take it I love it so much me encanta la cultura la gente la comida las bebidas the nice weather for the most part I don't think I've ever gone and not had nice weather but uh, I love Mexico if you hadn't noticed <laughs> uh, so we our flight left kind of early we got to Guadalajara around three and the flight was like three hours so my mom uses sometimes a cane to walk because she has really bad fibromyalgia and sometimes it acts up to the point where it can be difficult for her to walk and people that see my mom are like what your mom's sick like your mom does not look number one people always say my mom doesn't look her age I don't know if it runs in our genes and our blood but I feel like everyone in my family doesn't look their age <laughs> good looking out mama or the good genes the Latino genes but every single one even my siblings like we all look really young for our age and my mom again she doesn't look her age and if you see her you would not know how many health issues she has because my mom is a fighter and I feel like that's where I get her from my mom is a chingona she could be in pain if for those of you that know or don't know fibromyalgia is a really painful thing to have sometimes she can't even get out of bed sometimes her like she like like inflammation and it's just very not in a bad way but I just feel so helpless because I can't help her sometimes and I wish I could and honestly she says that it was probably stress that got her to that point so all you people that live in that stress don't let it don't do it don't do it girl don't do it stress will literally get you sick stress can kill you so and obviously it's hard in the day and age we live in to not stress out but definitely try not to stress out I know it's easier said than done but stress will literally pop up in your body in forms and I'm going to do a whole episode on like body syndromes and all that stuff and where stress can come out and everything but that's another episode so originally when we went I when when I bought the tickets my flight 
our flight to Mexico, I wanted her to use a wheelchair because I'm like, mom, like you can't walk through the airport. Hell, I get tired walking through the airport. I don't want my mom that has arthritis, fibromyalgia, like struggling. No pozwa, we get to the airport and we're waiting to get a wheelchair. I kid you not, this line was insane. I feel like this, honestly, yes, this wait for wheelchairs was longer than TSA. And even the lady is like, you know what? If your mom can push through and get there, I would probably recommend it because you guys are going to be waiting here a long time. And, you know, you might miss your flight, whatever the case is. Luckily, I always go early because that is one thing my mom taught us. Always be there early. And I agree because if you're late to things or places or appointments, like number one, it shows you're not caring of the other person's time and that's very rude and disrespectful to be running late I mean I get it we live in LA so sometimes traffic happens but I don't know girl like sometimes I leave earlier and hell I'm like 20-30 minutes early but it's cool I'll go on my phone for a little bit so we get there early whatever I'm like <laughs> I keep going off track <laughs> so we we're like fine we're just gonna thug life it i told her mom like Toma tu tiempo. there's no rush like we're here early so and if you ever need a break you let me know obviously lax is big airport so i don't want her to get too tired but she was like no no si puedo si puedo and my mom's stubborn sometimes and i've learned to just go with the flow if she says she can she can and if she couldn't then we would have figured it out then luckily well like I said we got there the TSA line was not long and since my mom is obviously handicapped because of her fibromyalgia and arthritis and all her health issues we didn't have to even wait in TSA line she's we call it the VIP pass because even like in parkings I always tell her like mom do you have your VIP meaning the handicap sign because obviously they get the the parking's really close to the stores so whenever I take her somewhere I make sure she has her VIP so that she doesn't have to walk too much and like I said with TSA you don't have to wait in lines if you're handicapped or disabled um so we went ahead and just walked right in and it was kind of a walk to our gate but it wasn't too bad and again we got there early so I'm like let's go get breakfast or something we didn't realize that first class you get food but so we went, we got some breakfast, I got my drinky drinks to pregame, and we we were having a blast in a glass at the airport. <laughs> and then we get there early, and obviously, again, with people with wheelchairs or disabilities get to board first, but we were first class as well, so we were going to board before all the other people. And then we get to board, and I am five feet, so as it is for me, I don't need that much space. But first class, I had hella space. Like, there was even more space than <laughs> I probably needed, my mom and I. But I got it because I wanted her to be close to the bathroom. And my mom, like I said, she has anxiety. So for a long time, she said if she would fly. I think she hasn't even flown that many times, just a few times, a handful of times, if that. But she says that. Le daban si a ir al baño. I'm like, mom, you're number one, you're not going to flush down the toilet, although it might feel like it because they are tiny and the pressure is really strong. Two, like, you're not going to give yourself a UTI or a yeasty infection. <laughs> yeast infection, I call it yeasty. Um, a yeast infection, like, no, mom, if you got to go, you got to go. So luckily, like, we were in the second row. So I think that was an issue for her. She didn't want to walk too far. So the fact that the bathroom was close helped us help ourselves out. And we're there. And... Uh, to be quite honest with you, like I said, I don't know if I need that much space. I don't know if I will fly first class again or not. I mean, it was definitely better than 
coach, but <laughs> it was expensive as well. And they do give you limited alcohol and they do give you actual food. The on the way there, the flight attendant was really on point. Like she would make sure my wine I had some Chardonnay. And she made sure that she was never down. Like, she was on point. And then I got my little cheese platter, fruit and cheese platter. And it parred perfectly with my Chardonnay. And it was, like, about three hours to get to Guadalajara. And luckily, we had someone pick us up there. So the reason of us going in general was someone, a friend of the family's mom, was turning 100 years old. And we didn't get to go to her 90th birthday, although I would have wanted to. But my mom, again, she has really bad anxiety. So she was scared of like, you know, you hear the stories of like, que feo está México, andan matando gente, or they're kidnapping people, they're killing people. And my mom was like, ay, es que estás bien bonita, que tal si te me roban? Like she says, you're so pretty, what if they rob you? Number one, I'm not the only woman out there. <laughs> in Mexico I'm sure if there's plenty to choose from they wouldn't choose me and too like I feel like LA or the world in general is just so dangerous already where I'm not gonna allow myself or people around me if I can help it live in fear and not do something they've always wanted to do because of it so when my mom actually mentioned that she would kind of be into going to Mexico for the 100th birthday party I'm like oh this is my chance like I'll finally get to go to Mexico well I've been to Mexico I have finally get to go to um, Guachinango and see where she came from so I ran with it I'm like say no more I luckily there were like two Airbnbs because it's a small pueblo like it is not like the pueblos that have a lot of stuff to do like literally when I was there I really didn't do much and I loved it <laughs> I think it's just a calmer life calmer living lifestyle and I just loved it so much and we got picked up on the airport that is one thing I will not drive in Mexico I am scared <laughs> I know I said what I said right now that I won't let fear stop me but no I will let it stop me from driving in Mexico because they do not give a shit in Mexico. They drive. They don't even follow lights. They don't follow stop signs. They don't care. Like, at that point, el putazo avisa. Si me pegas, me pegas. Like, it's scary. So, I will not drive in Mexico. So, I'm very grateful and thankful that we had someone to pick us up from the airport. And we stopped by to eat before going to Guachinango. And this place was pretty good. I think it was Pepe pollo pepe or something like that i think it's like their pollo loco over there because it was like grilled chicken but it was so good i don't know if i was being biased because it was already in mexico but it was so good and uh, every time i go now i feel like i have to stop by there just to have some chicken <laughs> and we finally get there we get to our airbnb and this airbnb was actually pretty cute it had two bedrooms a kitchen the bathroom obviously it had a cute little balcony too like because where my mom's from uh it's montaña so it's mountain and honestly like back then i think they were miners there were a lot of miners there mineros and they found gold in that pueblo so it's very amazing just to realize how much history is within the land and in her pueblo in general it's just so amazing we did go to the museum the Huachinango right there 
in the town and it was amazing just seeing all the stuff that they had like I'm gonna go back and read some of the stuff that I took pictures of so you can get a quick lesson of Wachinango and I apologize in advance if I mispronounce anything <laughs> so it says la palabra Wachinango is de origen nahuatl y significa lugar cercado de árboles el primitivo pueblo de Wachinango fue un pequeño cenorio nativo e independiente situado en un lugar distinto a donde se encuentra hoy todo parece indicar que el pueblo indígena estuvo en las inmediaciones del rancho llamado hoy Wachinanguío Guachinanguillo. El señorío entregaba a las familias, dominaba un territorio, tenían común la lengua Nahuatl. I, I really should have looked up at this. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering the name. I apologize in advance. La religión y la alimentación. Su sociedad estuvo divina en campesinos, artesanos, comerciantes, sirvientes, sacadotes, guerreros y gobernantes, y unidos por el territorio, la lengua Nahuatl y la religión. Sembraban maíz, calabaza, frijol y chile. La cerámica que los antiguos pobladores de este lugar realizaron es de modelación, cuidándose y moderando el uso del color, predominado el rojo, el blanco, ocre, negro y café. Hicieron vasijas y caracteres utilizados y figuras humanas con cabeza alta y estrecha con nariz necta y afilada. Acostumbraban enterrar a sus muertos en unas tumbas muy profundas llamadas hoy tumbas de tiro. So basically they're saying that Huachinango was a place, a small place, but it was very native to the tongue, which is Nahuatl. I, again, I apologize in advance if I'm butchering it and their religion. And they planted a lot of, everywhere you see there's corn. I, I'm so cheesy, but every time I would see corn, I would think of that little kid singing or the video. I'm sure you guys know which one I'm talking about. The, it's corn. Like, I love that song. My boyfriend would play it nonstop. And every time I was like, it's corn. It got us to eat corn. Like, we started buying corn. And it was so interesting to realize, guy, mucho corn where my mom's from. And, duh, I had to eat corn. And corn, the tamales, corn, tortillas, obviously. I didn't realize how much you could do with corn. So it was really interesting to see all that. And then this thing in the museum that they had, they just had a lot of stuff. They had the little figurines they were talking about, the maps. They had just a lot of artifacts. They had gold, the stuff that they found in the minas. And it was interesting. Oh, let's see. There's also Huachinango Colonial. El primer contingente de conquistadores que llegó a Huachinango fue el Capitán Capitaneado por Francisco Cortés de San Buenaventura hacia 1525. So they were founded in 1525 by conquistadores. So who knows how long they were here. This is like an old, old, old pueblo. And it says, Después Nuno Beltrán de Guzmán arrebataba a Hernán Cortés sus conquistas, nombró a 1535 a Pedro de Ola como primer encomedador de Huachinango y su provincia pasó a formar parte de la Nueva Galicia. Otros encomendores los fueron posteriormente Francisco de Estrada y Luisa Omada. Las hipotesias más cercanas a la verdad sobre la fundación del actual pueblo Huachinango es el día 2 de febrero del año 
1545. So Guachinango was said to be found February 2nd, 1545. Can you imagine 1545? That is insane. That is so much history that is probably there. And it just goes to talk about so there's 31 mines, apparently. I'm trying to skim through it because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear all about that. And if you do, well, let me know. <laughs> so there's just a bunch of history. And it's just amazing to realize how long it was. Ooh, this one is Huachinango en el siglo... This 1910, okay? Al estrellar la Revolución Mexicana, muchas personas de Huachinango participaron en ella. Celso de Santiago y Valentín de León fueron dos de los principales líderes de movimiento en toda la religión, de toda la región y actores de numerosos actos violentos y las batallas bajo las órdenes de su jefe, Lucio Blanco. So she hit the fan there for a little bit, it seems like. And when you walk around, you could see there's definitely history there they even had like a sword of one of the conquistadores um it's just again full of culture and history and i just love it let's see el trabajo los guachinanguenses son muy trabajadores y desde siempre se han dedicado principalmente a sembrar a criar ganado al comercio a la minería y a otras actividades siembraban en tiempo de lluvia mucho maíz y frijol muy poco usaron los arrodos antiguos ahora utilizan modernos tractores y maquinaria en algunos ranchos los campesinos tienen cultivos de riego los señores ganaderos tienen muchas vacas de que producen leche con la que hacen quesos y panelas. Ooh. Basically, it's saying that people from Huachinango are very hardworking and they always dedicated themselves to either farm, to plant, to have their farms, the cows. They use the cows to produce the cheese and panelas, which is another form of cheese. And they would... Um, actually plant a lot of corn and beans and it's just so crazy just to again read all about this and see how they survive and a lot of places like a lot of homes still have corn they still plant it my uncle plants corn in the little land that they have and it's just amazing just to realize just how much history this place has I know I've been saying it before but when I went I'm like okay I knew they were history history but not like this so let me go a little bit into the mines that are there so la minería Debajo de la tierra de Huachinango hay valiosos yacimientos mineros. Los indígenas trabajaron el oro, la plata, el cobre, el estaño y el bronque. Cuando llegaron los españoles, of course, descubrieron numerosas minas y sacaron mucho metal de cual llevaban al rey de España. Las minas de la Catrina y el Rojo producían mucho otro, mucho oro y plata. Durante la época colonial, Huachinango fue uno de los productores de metales más importantes de la nueva galaxia. Durante el porfiriato de, se trabajó muchas minas, pues fue hasta siglo del II cuando se exploraron muchos yacimientos. El banquero considerado como el principal producto de oro del país se encuentran en la ranchera de Panico. So they found a lot of gold here, actually. And it's, like I said, there's mines here that have gold. And it's interesting because my grandma was telling me a story, actually, that my uncle, one of my uncles, they went to the mines because I think they're still there. Obviously, they don't let you go in because it is dangerous or it's closed to the public, but I'm sure people still go in. But it's supposed to be very dangerous. But I guess growing up, my uncle 
went into the mines like with a group of kids and they were messing around and apparently he did find gold coins now the interesting is, thing is that he did take it with him i know my theo said thug life i, I found it finders keepers <laughs> so he took it home but my grandma said that after taking those coal those gold coins home that weird stuff started happening in her house and she said like the coins would come out like they would be misplaced or they would put he would put them somewhere else and then they would appear somewhere else so obviously whoever those coins belong to they wanted that shit back they were like give it here give it back to me that's not yours and it's interesting because she said after she sent the coins to my uncle that that stuff for the most part stopped happening so it's just interesting to see how something like gold can have such energy and attraction and people from the past if it was theirs they could still come back and claim it so I found that really interesting and my grandma has been there for so long she was even telling me that there were like three people born in that house and apparently que se asustan if you don't know what that means it means that her house is haunted basically and she's even said because she has a main house and then there's like a back house in the back she said that people rent that rented out the back house that she literally said that one day they just left that they said it was getting to be too much and they didn't want to be there anymore i personally when i walked in there because i'm very sensitive to stuff like that i know i've talked about this in a few other episodes where i get sensitive to energies whether it's people or something or someone in the room energy wise so when i went to her house i mean obviously you feel something there but i personally don't feel like it was bad i think in my opinion it's my grandpa my grandpa did pass in that house so i feel like it was his energy and it was interesting because i've never met my grandpa i've never met him before he died when i was four and i'm not gonna get into how he passed but uh he passed away and it was really hard on my mom i think that was one of the first times i saw her crying and it affected her really bad actually so i always follow a connection to him it's weird i never met him but like my grandpa I know is my one of my spirit guides my ancestors that's out there watching out for me like I know that my grandpa's always been there for me and always will be so it was interesting we were having breakfast one day because my actually let me get back into the story my grandma and my mom don't have the best relationship I'm not gonna get too into that but uh when to go visit my uncle well obviously they're there and my grandma was visiting as well so we got to see her and my mom was a little bit nervous about how the trip was going to be knowing she was there again they don't get along so I also went just to be there with her so just to show my mom you're not alone mom you got me we're good like and we have our own airbnb if anything like vamos en paz like let's not they have a toxic relationship so I wanted to be the mediator if shit pop it off luckily nothing happened as far as I know I mean nothing crazy but they don't they hadn't spoken in years and I haven't seen my grandma since I was probably a child and I hadn't seen my uncle since I was a child either so it was just great to just connect with family and you know they're your ancestors that's my abuelita and even though we're not as close as I wish we would be because obviously they my mom and her stopped talking so by association obviously I didn't have that close relationship like some other people have to their abuelitas and again which is fine you know everything happens for a reason but it was even for those few days just to be able to we would go to her house every day and have breakfast over there every day with her and my uncle and I don't mean to get emotional but it's 
I feel like I'm crying in every episode, but it's just those moments I will cherish forever. Again, I'm not that close to her. So even just going to have breakfast over there and spending time with her, I will really treasure for a while since it doesn't happen often. And this trip in general, I will treasure for the rest of my life. Like it was perfect. There was nothing that went wrong. And let me get myself together. <laughs> so it was just such a special trip. I got to enjoy it with my mom and visit my uncle that I hadn't seen, my grandma as well. So while we were having breakfast there, uh, one of the days, honestly, I just got a very, very strong energy. And I knew that my grandpa was there too. I just felt him. I felt him there sitting with us having breakfast and him too enjoying the special moment where not only is the wife there, obviously my grandma, but also his two kids and his granddaughter. Like I just felt such a strong moment where I literally had to just take it all in and hold my tears back because if not, they're probably like, Ay, why are you crying? Like, um, so that was just a, such a special moment, just feeling his energy there. We also went to go see his tomb, and that was just very special to just be able to finally, not that it was any closure, because obviously I wish he, I would have been able to meet him and when he was alive, but it was just, I feel like closure for me, just knowing that regardless, he's still there, his energy still lives on, and just having that gift he didn't like taking pictures so my grandma had the one picture apparently that's out there and it's not the best picture and it's so interesting to see because in the picture there's like a donkey and he has wood on top of the donkey and he's trying to tie that up and I think they said that he was not even happy to even take that picture because he said apparently they said that he swore he was so ugly I'm like oh my gosh body dysmorphia is a thing even in ranchos back in the day but I got to take a picture of that one only picture and I really want to like find those people that can make it look better and hopefully frame it and give it to my mom for Christmas. Obviously I'm not going to tell her but (laughs) I want to surprise her with that. So uh, that was really good. We also went to Mixtlan to get some cheese. If you don't know in Mexico their cheese is like number one. Cheese tortillas and beans. Queso fresco you know when you go, you bring like four or five of those circle cheeses and uh, no regrets. I think we bought like, <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say how much cheese we brought. No, sorry, not sorry. We brought like, I think like seven, six or seven cheeses with us. And uh, it's just so good. My face was breaking out like a wild animal because of all the dairy I was having. But it's interesting because the dairy over there, it's literally from the cow right away. So it was so good. The cheese. the che- I literally had cheese. I had the tortillas hechas a mano con the quesito and the chiles de arbol. Oh, my gosh. Like, if I could eat that every day and not gain weight, I would totally eat it every day. <laughs> cheese. Tortillas, queso fresco, and chile is a diet I wish I could eat. (laughs) I feel like that's the diet that they live in. Tortillas, 
arroz and chile, queso. I ate some delicious chicharrones over there. They were freshly made. We literally stayed right on top of a carniceria, but oh, those chicharrones gave me life. The carnitas weren't that great, honestly. The carnitas gave me the burps, <laughs> but the chicharrones, oh, they were so good. I think that was, those were the best chicharrones I've ever had in my life, and I regret not eating more chicharrones. <laughs> But so, yeah, we did that. And then we went to the fiesta, which was on Thursday. Unfortunately, we did come back Friday. So we went in for a really short time. We went from Sunday to Friday. And uh, I do wish I would have gone longer. Next time I will probably go longer. Their fiestas, like I read, obviously they were founded on Febrero 2nd. So February 2nd is their fiestas. They have fiestas. The fiestas for about two weeks, I believe. But they say it gets litty.com. Imagine like a block party before the whole pueblo they say that there's all these bandas they say that that's how they do their fiestas and see if it was a good fiesta because a lot of pueblos have this in mexico they have their own fiestas they all have them in different times so the huachinango one is on february 2nd and a few days a few days or weeks before and after or i'm not 100 sure i've never been so don't quote me on this but it gets litty like the Liddy Committee. And there's like banda, mariachi, they have the whole thing. And I love mariachi and banda. I mean, I'm not like diehard as I was before, but I love any chance I could get to listen to mariachi, I will jump on it. Mariachi makes me so happy. They they sang Las Mañanitas to the woman where that turned 100, which is the reason why we went. And they invited us to their home for the Mañanitas and they had mariachi for a few hours. And OMG, I was like living my best life. And I just enjoy it so much. I oh, Again, I just love our culture. I love our just, oh, gracias a Dios que me so Latina, I swear. <laughs> because we're just a blast in a class. Any chance to throw a party, we will throw it. And the party was actually really fun. Um, the I don't wanna say names because I don't wanna put them out there, but she's such a sweet lady, a woman that turned 100. And she's so cute. Like, I just want to put her in my pocket and so kind. Their family is so kind. They were so good to us. The party, they gave us food, alcohol. I wish our server was a little bit on, more on point. But, you know, what are we going to do? I still got drunk. <laughs> and you go to church. They had a whole iglesia ceremony for her. The whole, the whole shebang. It was so much fun. I got to meet so many good people on this trip it was interesting because i met a woman that was the first president of guachinango ever and again i don't want to say names because i don't put people out there but she was the first woman ever to do that and the last apparently because she said it was horrible she said that her life was threatened on the daily the people that she worked with were threatened on the daily people would say what are you doing? This is no place for women. And you have to understand that machismo is still very much a thing in Mexico. And I wish it wasn't because obviously I'm a born and raised in America. And I don't realize that not everywhere is the same as America. Like not everyone believes equal rights. Not everyone believes in the power of women, feminism, a chingona energy. And it was so interesting to realize, like, oh, shit, like, she really went through it. She says she's left her term traumatized. She says she would never run again. And she says she would try to do the best she could and, you know, build the pueblo up. And she even said it. She said it, it will be your own people sometimes. 
and women. She said women would attack her. And it was just so sad for me to hear how she was trying to better the pueblo. She said she made bathrooms in the centro and that they vandalized them. It's like, why would you guys do that? You are the ones that are going to benefit from her trying to better the pueblo and bring it up and... You know, es que gente tapada, I guess. People are just so close-minded. They're still not about that life. So it was really heartbreaking to see. I actually mentioned that I wanted to record her for a podcast, so I do to reach out to her because she was such a great woman. Like, she was like, you know when you meet someone and you already know, like, oh, those are my type of people. Like, her energy was, like, her presence was strong. Her character was very, I know who I am. I'm, you know, from what I saw, obviously. But it was such an honor to meet her and just so many of the locals. My, We met family that we didn't even realize we had over there. And I, I'm just so excited to go back again and experience that again. And I will probably, I'm trying to go back to the fiestas. I don't know. I, I've, like I said, I've been traveling so much. <laughs> I need to calm my tits down a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see if we could go back again. But this trip was just so magical. We went to Mixtlan to get the cheese. I met a friend of the family over there too. And Mixtlan is another pueblo that is really small. Like her home was a rancho and it was literally in the middle of nowhere. We took one dirt road to her house literally only one car fit and I was like where are we going like it was literally in the middle of nowhere I was like this is a little scary <laughs> this is a little questionable <laughs> but I made it the one thing I will say two things maybe three <laughs> three things that Mexico the chips they don't skimp on the salt like I got I love spicy food so I got like the their version of like Hotleys, I think. Oh my gosh, every single one of those chips had powder galore. You know, here they skimp out on the powder. You get chips with like a little bit of the chile. But here it was jam-packed with powder, chili powder. I was like, tragame tierra if I could take chips back. I don't know why I didn't take chips back. Next time I go, I'm going to bring a bunch of chips back. But those chips were so good. I love chips. So my chip game was on point over there the coronas taste different i don't really like coronas but i had a corona over there and it was the most refreshing and delicious corona i ever had i oh it was so 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 good and people are just so nice i don't know if they were genuine or not but whatever they were nice amicara if they were not in my face and said something otherwise that's their pedo not mine <laughs> but just people are so nice the culture the food the drinks i had a I will say the mosquitoes do not mess around over there. I got bit. They had a whole buffet feast on me. My legs were, my legs are literally scarred up. I kid you not. I got like 20 to 25 bites over there. They were itchy. That was the only thing I hated. If that, where the mosquitoes, next time I go, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to buy spray. I'm going to get the wrist band they have to, apparently to avoid mosquitoes i will do whatever i have to do to not get bit because those mosquitoes were literally on a good one and my legs were swollen i had all these welts everywhere when they would see me they're like oh my gosh girl i think you might be allergic like i was literally i honestly want to do a test to see if i am allergic because i don't know every time a mosquito bites me i don't know if it's normal or not but it gets a little a little ugly there. It gets swollen, they get big, but mosquitoes in Mexico do not mess around, so if you do go, please 
please, please don't say I didn't warn you. Make sure you have mosquito repellent or whatever you can get your hands on to avoid the mosquitoes from attacking you because they will. It's like they know. They're like, ooh, that American blood? You're, you're mine, bitch. <laughs> we go get you. We don't get this around here much. So you're, you're that new blood. Let's get it. But other than that, it was so good. The weather was perfect. I loved every minute of it. They do say for las fiestas, it gets a little bit chillier. So we... TBD to be determined if I do go or not but it was such a good trip on the way back again first class they gave us meals the alcohol the stewardess wasn't that on point this time I had to ask her can you get me another drink or what <laughs> but other than that it was so good I think we flew with Alaska Airlines yeah I believe it was Alaska Airlines but there were no issues the flight back like TSA wasn't even a thing I feel like there was more security and like some parties that I've been to in Mexico, they're like, probably like, leave already, go back to where you came from, that they're just like, yeah, just go in. I shopped a lot on the airport. I did not find huaraches. That was one sad thing that they didn't have huaraches in the pueblo. Again, that pueblo is really small and I wish they had like more tiendas or like restaurants. They didn't really have much of that. I'm used to, you know, bigger, like more, obviously more tourist places that I would go to Mexico but this was nothing that this was just relaxing spending time with my family grounding myself taking in all my ancestors that were there all the history that was there the culture that's there and I was just taking it and absorbing it all in and like I said I want to get my dual citizenship now so that I can go back and forth and own property possibly even live there and I just love it. I love, I love, love, love Mexico. And I can't wait to go back and visit again and to the Pueblo, Huachinango, Jalisco. Can't wait to go back. Also, next time I go, I do want to check out tequila. Like, I want to go tequila. I want to go Puerto Vallarta. Like, Jalisco has so many great, rich culture that I just want to go experience as much as I can. And again, I'm not going to let stop, like, fear stop me. Se me toca, me toca. You know, sometimes you could be in the wrong place, wrong time. But I really just want to go enjoy and see more pueblos that I can see, more of Mexico. I want to go to Oaxaca. I want to go to so many other places in Mexico and just explore what Mexico has to offer and I can't wait to go back and be able to go and enjoy it and I highly recommend if you haven't been to Mexico what are you doing get it together <laughs> go go see all the beautiful places Mexico has to offer all the delicious food the kindness the people the warmth they will give you everything 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 that comes with Mexico I love it I love 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 so yeah that was pretty much summary of my Mexico trip and I just came back from my girls trip to Palm Springs it was a Halloween weekend and honestly it was everything I needed it was so relaxing we just went out for drinks and dinners and we went out like to a hook we found a hookah place after of going to a tiki place to grab drinks and we're like whatever we could go there I'm down for hookah this place like they had a little DJ playing I think I think it was a DJ honestly I was a little tipsy <laughs> was a DJ playing we got a little booth no one was bothering us because if I go out with my friends I go out with my friends I'm not trying to talk to nobody I got friends I don't need new friends we're good so it was just a good time and on Saturday, we were supposed to go out. We spent the day in the pool. Then we went back to take nap naps. We're those people now. We need nap naps. And I no shame in my game to say it. But when I woke up, I'm like, I genuinely think I was hungover, dehydrated. I just didn't want to go out. I was so tired. I didn't even nap good. 
and I told my friend, I'm like, look, girl, honestly, I don't want to go. So if you were down to stay with me, we could stay together because she mentioned she didn't want to go either. And it just so happens that the two other girls didn't want to go out either. So <laughs> we're like, okay, this is a new type of girls trips that are like, I mean, once in a blue moon, we will turn up and go out, but we don't want to like, I personally don't want to deal with crowds. I don't like, I don't like crowds. I don't trust them. I apparently in China, there was a stampede, rest in peace, such a sad thing. And I think as far as I read, it was like 150 people injured or dead. I believe dead, which is heartbreaking. I haven't looked into it for my mental health. I really get affected when it's stuff like this. And it gives me more of a reason to not really want to go out. And again, I don't want to give into fear, but it is scary out there. It's a little frightening. I don't trust people. The less crowded places I can go to the better because you hear these stories and you're like this is why I don't want to go out I don't trust people like how the hell is there a stampede and you see you're stepping on people I get it survival of the fittest you got to push through but that is messed up like those lives could have been avoided from dying and it's so heartbreaking people just ugh, the lack of remorse the lack of concern the lack of lacking in general people like common sense it's just that it's all-time high I don't know if it was after the pandemic or what it is but for me I just if I can avoid it I will and you know that was one of the reasons why I do that you just can't trust people so us we went to dinner and just stayed in the pool was heated Airbnb was so cute it was right close to downtown Palm Springs so if you are planning a, a Palm Springs trip reach out to me. Let me know. I will send you the Airbnb that I stayed in because it was so cute. We stayed in the two-bedroom one. Up to four people could stay there. And the pool, you did have to go around the corner because there's a few Airbnbs and then the pool areas around the corner. But it's not a far walk. The perfect thing is it's on the perfect location from downtown Palm Springs. We literally walked to breakfast. We walked to dinner. I think we Ubered for sushi because it was a little further out we were scared they were going to close but that sushi was so good probably best sushi I ever had the service was on point for the most part on this trip the food was on point I just love trips that have good food good company and a good time those are my trips I love trips like that and when I travel I just want to eat get them sassy have a few drinks relax enjoy myself walk around shop and get fan sassy that's that's I love trips like that <laughs> and my friends and I we try to do this at least once a year if not more but I feel like everyone needs girl trips or just trips with your friends like you need to change the scenery you need to enjoy each other you need to make memories you need to laugh you need to cry you need to drink whatever you need to do at least once a year is a must for me because I just love I love my friends and Anytime I can go somewhere and make new memories with them, I will jump on it. And I can't wait to see what the future girls trips come. I, I'm already trying to plan next year's. <laughs> I know I love to travel. Honestly, people always say, girl, like you're always traveling. And I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. I mean, I feel like it's a good thing. But honestly, like looking back, my like I said, my mom did have anxiety. So my mom drove, but she didn't drive on freeways. So and we were very limited of where we could go, which was never an issue. And I think I'm just making up for lost time of not being able to go on these vacations. My mom did the best she could, not that she did it, but on these vacations that I 
she obviously couldn't afford back then, but it doesn't mean that now as an adult, I can gift that to myself and my mom. Like I've taken my mom to so many little trips here and there. And, you know, obviously, but any chance I get to like take my mom somewhere on a little staycation, I take her because, you know, clearly she couldn't do that for herself. She had us kids. She had to deal with us and make sure we were good. But any chance I get to be able to basically say thank you. Thank you, mom, for raising us, for dealing with us and our shit, for being a boss as chingona and no matter what, nothing or no one letting you stop you from being you, authentically you, and just the fighter. And your children are uh, obviously that, like, I think I get my chingona energy from her. Like, you know, times get tough. Life isn't easy. Life can be hard sometimes. But I just remember my mom was a single mom of four. And I'm crying because of myself. Like, that's all I had to do. Like, that's just something that I always carry with me when I'm having a bad day. Like, not that I don't allow myself to feel my feels. But I just remember, look, girl, your mom had four of you she did it she managed she pushed through she figured it out you just figure it out and make it happen you know just figure it out one way or another when there's a will there's a way and if there's a problem there's always a solution and make it happen and with that said I am going to go ahead and stop recording now because my mocal sinus infection is really (laughs) annoying me right now and I have to go blow my nose. But thank you again for listening to another episode and my rant on my Mexico trip and my girls trip. And I can't wait to see how many more trips are coming in the future. And thank you again for listening and supporting and make sure to spread the word post repost let people know about my podcast about luna mia podcast my little baby and i am just so thankful and grateful for you listening and tuning in and i can't wait to talk to you soon make sure to follow luna mia podcast on instagram you could also follow me on ruthlessly healing that's my personal instagram and i'll also be letting you know i'm also be hosting a thanksgiving group hypnosis session uh probably a few days before thanksgiving and it's going to be in about uh not overeating because i know a lot of us struggle with that especially around the holiday season and me personally i'm trying to lose 10 pounds by the new year so we got this we'll do it together i believe in us we we got this boo (laughs) and let's bring 2023 in health good spirits abundance good energy healthy wealthy a Hey, hey, we're trying to build that generational wealth here, people. We got this. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for all of us. Take care. Be nice. Be nice to people around you. Smile at someone you don't know. Simple smile can take someone a long way. And just be kind to each other. Love each other. We need all the love we can get right now. So spread love, kindness, genuinely be you. And thank you again for supporting and listening. And I look forward to doing another episode soon and i will see you then have a good one and talk to you soon bye